2: And we're back here on Inside Black and Gold. My name is Jeff Nowak, alongside Steve Geller. Make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. And Saints fans can subscribe to a new running back this week. It's a player that they saw momentarily in the preseason, and he is now back. He, He saw the error of his ways, and he decided to join the Saints practice squad. And that's David Johnson of 2016 Never Got Tackled fame one of the, like one of the greatest running back seasons of all time and that's not hyperbole it truly was and the saints now have him on the practice squad i expect him to be elevated this week i don't know how much he can learn that offense in 4 days but you know i think he's a guy they're going to be eager to incorporate
0: yeah and i was you know kind of surprising to see that jordan howard just did not last long here you know getting rid of him along with another back made it pretty obvious that they were going to be in the market for another running back in uh, I made that comment about it. it was unfortunate that they didn't get their hands on a young guy like Eno Benjamin, but we did find out they did have an unsuccessful waiver claim for him. He ended up in Houston, which is, you know, kind of like all this connected dots because David Johnson went from Arizona to Houston, and now he's in New Orleans. I don't know. You can it's it, it all kind of works together there, but uh, a guy that definitely made it seem like. You know, he's excited to be here, commented about the coaching staff, the culture here, and we talk about social media. That got a ton of criticism.
2: Yeah, and we got to catch up with David in the locker room yesterday, and here is that uh, full interview.
1: I think it's just the right time. Um, obviously, everything going on at the running back position, uh, talking to, you know, my good friend, Mark Ingram, who's uh, dealing with his uh, knee and stuff. So uh, I just felt like, you know, I wanted to be here and, and uh, hopefully help get them some wins
2: how do you think you can help the team
1: uh, obviously uh, just running back um, hopefully you know learn the playbook pretty fast and that way I can be utilized as a receiver as well um, and hopefully I can just come out and do everything right uh, and you know uh, help out the offense as much as possible
2: how much of the playbook did you pick up from when you were here before or was that just kind of too short of, of the time yeah, yeah that was too
1: short um, yeah. they really just wanted to see me move at the time yeah. so I didn't really learn uh, the playbook as much um But, you know, it's been in the league for so long uh, and figuring out how to uh, learn new deep offenses. I mean, the last, like, six years in a row. So, uh, luckily, I've been able to figure out how to, uh, for myself, figure out how to pick up offenses pretty fast.
0: How does it, I mean, mentally, how tough do you have to be to kind of maybe bounce around and pick your spots and figure out where you're going from here to there because it can change pretty quickly, it has for you.
1: Yeah, um, that's probably one of the, the hardest things is trying to, uh, stay consistent on the team and try to help out the team as much as possible. Mentally, that's that's draining, and not really for me. It's more for my family, you know. Uh, I got three kids now, a wife, and just uh, be, have to uh, uplit, uproot them, <laughs> uproot them, you know, uh, each year and have them go to different places. Uh, it's probably the toughest thing. What is it about the Saints that you like, though? The atmosphere, the atmosphere, the winning uh, culture, uh, you know, the coaching staff, like I said, I, I know a couple of players on the team like Mark, um, you know, and he's, you know, told me nothing but good things about the Saints and you, I mean, just Louisiana in, in general is a, a great sports uh, environment, especially playing in that dome. I mean, that's uh, probably one of the loudest places i ever played. And luckily now I don't have to deal with that, <laughs> that noise anymore. Did you, you just get here? yeah i literally just got here (laughs) so i got here uh last night at like 10. Uh, i was supposed to fly in it's supposed to be a quick flight from houston but there was a whole ordeal with the the plane (laughs) and some i guess weight balance so we were in the on the plane for like three hours we were on the plane uh longer than we were in the air and so um you know luckily lucky to be here though and excited for the opportunity did you have the opportunity did they offer you a deal or i mean could you have Join the team in the summer? Or? No, we just you know couldn't you know come to agreement. But uh, I'm definitely glad to be here now, though. And did you have you turned down opportunities to play, and we're waiting for like a, a right moment, right opportunity? Or? Yeah, just waiting for the right opportunity. Um, something that fits me, uh, the offense that fits me. Um, like I said, the personnel, the coaching, and just wanting to be on a winning culture.
3: What's something you look for that would fit you in that way, then?
1: Here's the the way they use Alvin. You know, everyone knows how they use Alvin in a great way of not just running the ball and getting, you know, um, physically beat up that way. Um, you know, they split him out wide. He runs a lot of free routes. And so that's one of the things that really drove me to sign here.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a lot of tailor-made interview answering going on there. Sure. But uh, one, one thing that you know, caught my attention in that answer was basically the answer of, okay, why'd you sign here? And he gave the kind of the, it's you know the package, like, oh, the atmosphere and the winning culture and the coaching staff.
0: Yeah, and and the coaching staff just drew fans off the ledge, I think.
2: Well, I tweeted that, like just that quote. I didn't give any like indication one way or the other of how people (laughs) should react to it. But like my Twitter has been blowing up all day. It has like 200 quote tweets and like 200 replies, you know, along the lines of, Sounds like we signed a time-traveling David Johnson from years ago. Good move for the Saints. Sounds better than they were the only offer. <laughs> he is lying. LOL, the coach he is referring to <laughs> is retired. One out of three pretty, ain't bad. <laughs> it's, it's pretty savage, but I
0: will say a lot of it is money talks because obviously they, they could not come uh, up with enough compensation for him to join the team previously. I'm wondering uh, what was so different now
2: this time around. Yeah, I think he was looking for a different type of type of contract. You know, I think that he wanted a little bit more and he wasn't able to find that deal, so now and now here he is. But yeah, and I think it, it's a it's the right time for him to show up here. And the 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 Texans to Saints route has been crowded the last few years. <laughs> yes. So, you know, like Bradley Roby, um there was at least one more, Mark Ingram obviously. Yeah. There was at least one other player. I think they signed a defensive tackle from the Texans Huggins, maybe Albert Huggins, I think was a Texans defensive tackle either way. You know, the saints clearly like to work with the Texans for an office. They feel comfortable with their development. And so, you know, you kind of get that, but by that logic, you know, Benjamin will be here um, within the next two seasons, but yeah. So David Johnson, now, like I know it's probably easy to forget just how good he was in the 2016 season, but these stats Twelve hundred and thirty-nine rushing yards, sixteen touchdowns, eighty catches for eight hundred seventy-nine yards and four more touchdowns. Twenty-one hundred and eighteen total yards and twenty touchdowns on an offense that was not, you know, prolific. Right, like he was that good, and then he dealt with an ankle injury. And as we've seen, ankle injuries can derail your entire career. And you know that's kind of what happened. You know, he had almost as much rushing total yards in his first two seasons as he's had in the last six. But one thing he did say was that, and he said this in the interview, is he was drawn here in part because, you know, he's a very good receiver at the running back position and he likes how they use Alvin Kamara. So, you know, maybe that is something as you kind of call him up over the next few weeks, maybe they can incorporate him out wide more and, uh, and get some of that uh, going.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, obviously, you mentioned you know David Johnson's numbers from the past and uh, a huge receiving threat coming out the backfield it'll be interesting to see if they're able to utilize that I mean I hope you know that one Twitter comment we are able to go back in the time machine with him because after going to Houston he really was never the same running back
2: no no and the Cardinals were very right to to ship him out for DeAndre Hopkins that was that was the trade it was David Johnson effectively for DeAndre Hopkins because Bill O'Brien was like just tearing that franchise down in real time, it was wild. But I thought Deuce had Deuce had some good uh, insight in into you know how the Saints might use David Johnson, kind of why they brought him in. And uh, here's that
3: minicamp, and he would have probably got a better deal if what he wanted wasn't what he was asking for. Let me put it that way: he wanted too much money. <laughs> that, that, that 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 probably could have gotten done over the summer, but it didn't he's here now. Uh, We'll see how it works out. He looked good when he, when he was there. I mean, he looked explosive. I don't know how his workout went. Apparently it went fairly well. I don't know, you know, the ins and outs of all that, but apparently he's, he stayed in pretty good shape. And, uh, you know, I, I think that he will probably get a few reps. Uh, you know, I know that they used Dwayne, uh, Washington a little bit at that, that number two tailback spot. And, you know, Mark is still banged up with the knee injury. So, you know, you figure, uh, he will get some, some, some run this, this upcoming week. And, you know, the biggest thing for me when you look at this Saints offense as far as, and I know you guys are talking about Taysom, uh, and, and using him as a runner, teams are going to play Taysom a certain way. Yep. You kind of saw that this past weekend. You saw it really the last two weekends. And so if teams have that type of personnel, you can use Taysom as a runner from the quarterback position kind of fully, but good teams, they're not gonna allow you to run quarterback power. Because they're gonna they're gonna beat you to the spot. They are going to rush that defensive end off of the edge and there is no way That you can expect a guard to come over and try to kick him out. It's not going to happen. Now you can go to some some other type of looks to try to balance it out a little bit as far as formation wise to to slow that down. But if I have the open edge and I'm running to that, you know, to that side, it's just it's not going to happen. I mean, because he's gonna he's gonna knife down too 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 fast, and so yeah, Caesar Ruiz couldn't get to him. Nope. (laughs) There's no way to, for him to get to him though. That's what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah. There's there, there, his 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 path mm-hmm. and the angle that he's taking, there's no way that you're asking that guard to get over. You know, dude it, it won't happen. Yeah and, and it you it won't br- happen, Bobby, that's what I'm telling you.
1: Right. And then you bring up David Johnson. You know, I you know, this is this is part of NFL history. Now you might say, well, finish well,
3: first before. Oh, okay. Let because you 'cause you're gonna take me you're gonna let me finish my whole thought. They've okay. gotta be able to get a, a a runner inside another guy that they feel comfortable with running inside for short yardage. Uh, and tough inside runs. I mean, because there may be a situation this upcoming week that you've got to have tough inside runs, and this is no knock against 41 or Alvin because Alvin is outstanding, but you don't want Alvin doing that consistently. And if I bring Taysom in, it's almost like it's automatic what you're going to do with him at right. that position. And so that's just kind of the mindset or what you see, kind of what has happened when he's come in and when it when it hadn't worked. But I'm sorry, Bobby,
2: go ahead. No, and Deuce talking about because we don't have Mark Ingram. So you need to uh, have a running back that does that. Well, we can cut off Bobby just like Deuce did. I did appreciate that he was like, no, Bobby, shut up. <laughs> Let me finish what I'm saying. But he does make a good point there. And I think I've had people say like, well, why isn't Taysom their RB2? And it's like, no, you you really need an actual running back to spell Alvin in those situations where you do just want to pound the ball and see what you can get done. And you don't want to just have Alvin bang his head against the wall 10 times a game, right? Like, so you need someone in that role that can just line up behind the quarterback and take a handoff. And that's just not what you're going to have Taysom do. So I think that's a good point that uh, Deuce is making there.
0: Talking about Deuce, man, we're lucky we even had him for the Pittsburgh Steelers game. He had quite the adventure (laughs) after calling the uh, Kentucky Vanderbilt game for the SEC Network, actually flew to Philadelphia and never realized that he was in the wrong city even went to the hotel looking for his reservation and because there were buses and team trucks around the hotel because of the 76ers whoever they were playing and then also the commanders were in town for the Eagles game (laughs) it looked like the same there was a football team there and it took a while for him to click and then ended up having to go on it was like planes trains automobiles for him took like a I think it was like a 500 $600 Uber ride from, <laughs> from, from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh. And he made it there for kickoff. He was not late at all. So props to Duke, dude. <laughs> but, man, that, he had a hell of a trip on uh, last week. He went to the wrong city. I, I, love, I love the comment. It was either Christian or Bobby saying, well, thank
2: God it's a home game this week, so you can't mess that up. If he ends up in Baton Rouge. I'll have questions, but yeah, like that's so funny. Like he just booked, like it was like, oh, I'm in the right state. <laughs> I went <Right>. to Pennsylvania, <laughs> close enough, and I was like, hey, he's just doing some pre scouting for New Year's Day. Yeah. yeah, he knows the route now. He can get there. That's so funny. Like that's just something that, like, it's like if you told me that, and it, like I wouldn't believe you. Like, just going to the wrong, like flying to the wrong city, and not only, not only going to the wrong city, going all the way to the hotel. And then Nothing like clicked. giving the desk attendant a hard time because it was like, I know I made the reservation. What are you talking about? Right, <laughs> There's here right now. <laughs> oh, it's too funny, but no, I, I, uh, that's giving him a hard time, but, uh, Deuce, Deuce is great. I appreciate Deuce a lot. Um, but yeah, that's I think, think he made you it how, to- how
0: much the man's working. He doesn't even know where he's going.
2: Right. He's too busy. He's got, he's got things going on. He's flying around the country for sec football games on Saturdays. And then he goes and calls the games for us. And, you know, sometimes he ends up in the wrong city. It's just, it's a natural thing. Like I said, just doing scouting for for the uh, later on in the week. Yeah, but uh, now that's that's about bit all I have on David Johnson. I'm excited. Like I I, I thought that they were going to keep him around in the preseason. Da said that they liked what they saw and they wanted to keep him around, but they just couldn't come to a deal. And you know, I, I do think it's it's annoying to me that you play hardball with a with a free agent. You know, like. Like, it's like you really couldn't pony up the dough to, to keep David Johnson around. You couldn't Wait, pony up the dough to keep DJ around. It not a huge like, deal either for a veteran. No, I mean, what could he have possibly been asking for? Probably a exactly. second year. He probably wanted a multi year deal. Like, that's probably what it was. I and mean, he was hopeful. One of the things he did say during his interview that I think is, is part of it too is one of the more difficult parts is moving his family. And, you know, he's in Houston. He probably didn't want to try to relocate them for, you know, a non guaranteed one-year deal that could end, you know, and so I think that's probably part of it, but, you know, it would have been nice to have him here from the beginning of the year because I think he's a guy who you could definitely have used in that week two game. And he literally, literally had his luggage in the locker room when we were talking to him. He
0: had just arrived. There was all kinds of flight issues, you know, getting to New Orleans, and he was surprisingly in a great mood, really talkative, You could tell he's personable, very friendly. Man, I'd have been so cranky if I had been delayed that
2: long. And the Saints now have two former Northern Iowa Panthers. What? Yeah. (laughs) They're the ones Trevor Penning. They have two LSU players and two Northern Iowa players. Hey, hopefully we'll see both on the field together soon. I wonder if they even know about each other. (laughs) (laughs) Reminisce about the old alma mater. Yeah. (laughs) The old, the old Niowa as I like to call it. That's it. All right, that's going to wrap that up. That's all we got on David Johnson. Hopefully he plays this weekend. Hopefully we can see him. Hopefully he has a good time. Hopefully his flights end up in the right city, unlike Deuce's. And then hopefully, yeah, some other team doesn't claim him off the practice squad. Good point. Well, I don't think the Saints couldn't get him to, to show up for a one-year deal. I don't think he's going to do that for, for whatever team tries to sign him. But why do these players keep getting signed off the Saints practice squad? Taco Charlton got signed. So that's three players this season have been signed off the Saints practice squad. Like, leave leave the damn practice squad alone. Can't you find a defensive end somewhere else? Like, is that really the best option? Are you just being a dick? I think people are
0: also enamored with the fact that he's a former first round draft pick too. So there's always that that hope that maybe we can mold him into that guy he was supposed to be.
2: Yeah, I don't know. yeah but the, the Eric Wilson ends up on the Packers. You know, like, <laughs> why? What what is it about the Saints practice squad that has these fucking teams showing up and? Anyway, I don't know. It's annoying to me, but I don't even care because the taco chart was never going to see. But either way, that's the end of this segment. We don't need to ramble anymore. We're going to come back with Kevin Schatz, host of the Welcome to the Bandwagon podcast, and we are going to talk more about the Rams, a team that, if any, has been more disappointing than the Saints. It's been them. At least they won a Super Bowl last year, though. No comment.